You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupi. I'm a medical doctor, cookbook author, and supporter for nutritional medicine. The Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutrition, and healthy living taken from my main podcast called The Doctor's Kitchen Podcast. And if you want to learn how to eat well every day, check out my recipes, books, and free newsletter at thedoctorskitchen.com. It's such an exciting area and it's uh, it's mind-boggling that it hasn't been given as much attention given, you know, how many issues we've had as a result of ageing. And when I look ac- across the, the different hallmarks of ageing, the, the 10 different areas, I, I I always have my sort of diet and lifestyle slant on things, right? So when I look at DNA damage or telomere shortening, I'm thinking about, okay, how do you encourage a lifestyle that is least stressful as possible? How do you introduce mindfulness and meditation and reduce woes and, and, and worries and, and all the rest of it? When I look at things like the microbiota, you know, how do we increase the variety of different fibers, increase fruit and vegetable consumption, making sure that you're having adequate protein stores to make sure that you have enough of the substrate to make all the different enzymes, et cetera, et cetera. When I think of immune function, I think of the same sort of things. You know, there are so many elements in our lifestyle that can have an impact on the hallmarks of aging. How much more as a as a as a function of those things on top of like a great uh, lifestyle sort of suite of, of tools how much more do you think we'll be able to push lifespan as well as health span with, with all the different arenas? I know you don't like to put a number of things, but I'm, I'm going to challenge you on that. Yeah, I, I think it's really, really hard. And the, I mean, the reason is we've not actually obviously tried any, much of this stuff in humans. Yet. Yeah. Um, if you look at the mice, these mice that we gave senolytics, we gave them senolytics aged effectively 17 human years. And the mice that were given the senolytic drugs, I think they lived about two months longer than the mice that weren't given the senolytic drugs. Okay. That's maybe a few years in human terms, mm. but sometimes effects are a bit bigger in mice than they are in humans. The thing that makes it really, really hard to predict, though, is, you know, say senolytics are going to give us a few years. That's obviously great, especially if it, those few years are, you know, without the cancer, without the heart disease, preventing all that stuff in good health. But as exactly as you said earlier, these things are so tightly interacting so maybe you know by improving our uh, by getting rid of some of our senescent cells will improve our immune system and we'll come up with another treatment that targets d- you know dna damage and that'll mm-hmm. then have another sort of potentially synergistic effect um i.e an effect that's greater than the sum of the parts 
Yeah. And the reason that seems optimistic is that uh, I'm optimistic about that happening is there have been experiments in animals where we've made gene changes. So there are lots of genes that we know about in, in animals where you can change that gene or delete that gene and it makes the animal live longer. And there are quite a few examples where if you take one longevity gene that adds, you know, say 20% to the lifespan and another longevity gene that adds 20% to the lifespan and make both of those alterations, you then add 70% to the lifespan, which is obviously bigger than 20 plus 20, just to, you know, yeah. ram, ram home my point nice and clear. <laughs> Um, so I'm really optimistic that by combining these treatments we can potentially have a much bigger effect and we haven't even tried combining these things in mice yet so we just don't have any benchmark and it's just very hard to say because by changing that mortality risk doubling time so go go a bit nerdy and mathematical for a minute if you reduce your risk of death uh, by a little bit the fact is that the doubling time is going to catch up with you because as we've seen exponential growth you know it starts out small gets very big very quickly if you can change that exponential growth then suddenly goodness knows what we're going to do to lifespan you know if we can end up um with uh, you know a risk of death that is, is only changes by half as much with time that could have a huge huge impact and yeah. that's why i just hate putting numbers on these things not just become because i'm a scientist but because it's really really hard to predict and actually i think my sort of question dodging but exciting answer is this is going to happen in time for most people alive today the reason being senolytics are a few years away even if we think about stem cell therapy and gene therapy as being decades away then you know that's still in the lifetime of most people on the planet now and then you know toward the end of the book i started talking about um what are called systems biology models and this is getting like proper nerdy where we want to build these massive computer models that integrate and understand all those interactions and show us how the human body like different parts those different hallmarks talk to each other that's something we're not even close to being able to do now Mm. but can I really say that we won't be close to doing that in 50 years' time? I don't think I can, because if you look back over the last 50 years of biomedical innovation, we've, you know, think about computers, and I I looked this up the other day. In 1971, the first 8-inch floppy disk was made commercially available. And yet now... Uh, you know it's just hard to hard to grasp like how much computers have come on in that time so what's going to happen in the next 50 years similarly you know we discovered the structure of dna in the 50s and yet now we can literally sequence your entire three billion letter dna sequence for less than a thousand dollars and we can do it in an afternoon and Mm. so what's that going to look like in 50 years time so we're going to have so much more data from things like dna sequencing we're going to have so much more powerful computers i think you'd be a fool to bet against these systems biology models being you know in existence in five decades time i'm hoping still to be alive in 50 years i think a lot of people are hoping still to be alive in 50 years and as i say especially if you've taken those analytics maybe you've had an early gene therapy something like that and what that means is you're going to be around to benefit from those systems biology models and the computers are going to be much much cleverer than we are at coming up with clever ways to intervene in aging so that's why i just hate putting numbers on this stuff because it's so dependent on what could be incredible revolutions in technology yeah absolutely i mean all all those you know incremental gains as small as they might be in each field will compound uh over over time and and, you know if you if you're having those incremental gains in you know different areas of your lifestyle and then combining that with all these different uh, areas of um uh biogerontology it could be incredible to see how long people live uh, uh could. going forward and one of the things that i should ask about here yeah, or i wanted to ask about this at the start but um uh is the the large majority of the listeners are females aged 35 to 50 mm-hmm. um and i think they'd be very interested in the impact on fertility and actually whether any of these elements have been looked at with regards to prolonging uh, the fertile period is that something that we've we've even begged to ask the question of at this point or is this are we quite a long way from that 
I think it's a really neglected area, actually, because yeah. I the, the, the sort of the very basic principle, as I've sort of highlighted, is that all these hallmarks of aging affect the whole body. You know, they affect the wrinkles, they affect the grey hair, they affect the cancer, they affect the frailty. The same biological processes are, are underpinning all of this stuff. And therefore, you know, it stands to reason that they would also affect the fertile window. However, I just don't think there's been enough research done specifically on that. And it slightly annoys me. And I know that I'm a bloke and I'm speaking out of place here. But I feel like this is a bit of a feminist issue. Mm. Because, you know, the fact is that women do have this biological clock that's you know ticking much, much faster than men in terms of having kids. And that impacts on their careers, it impacts on their life, it impacts on all kinds of different things. And I really think that, you know, as, as we go forward and as lifespans potentially get quite a lot longer, maybe you are going to want to spend a longer time, you know, developing your career or traveling or whatever it is you want to do as a younger person. And then that means that, you know, we need to extend that time for women to you know, give them equal opportunity. So, yeah, I think that this anti-aging stuff is actually a feminist issue as well. But unfortunately, like so many areas of women's medicine, it's just been, I think, largely neglected. It's something we need to do something about. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Doctor's Kitchen. The Doctor's Kitchen podcast is where I discuss multiple topics around nutrition, medicine, and well-being with experts and researchers from around the globe. So do go check it out. And my latest cookbook is 321. Three portions of fruit and veg per person, two servings per recipe, and all using one pan. Find me on social media at doctors underscore kitchen and sign up for recipes every week at thedoctorskitchen.com. I'm Dr. Rupi. Have a beautiful day.